Hello friends, this is Carrie White and you are listening to the Misconceptions Podcast. to be pleased. You know, at least they would thank me for taking out the Mafia guys. I took out the Mafia guys, we went and investigated, there are a ton of people, Faye tried to do some really cool things, it failed, she got hit a ton of times, and here I am rescuing the team. You know, you think they would thank me for rescuing them from all the Mafia people, the ticking time bombs. I'm like, sure, they got buried by the crane that I threw into the building, but they didn't die. I mean, it was close, but they didn't. So, I mean, I see this as a positive, really. So something I wanted to ask last episode, but Mm -hmm. didn't want to break up the flow. Um, So the buried under rubble, when he cleared that, it's yeah, keep going. It's gone, but Mm -hmm. like mechanically, is there anything on my injured status? Because those were two separate cards. So narratively, I'm injured, but mechanically, yeah, mechanically, it was just a buried under the rubble status. Okay. Yeah. So. Previously on Misconceptions, the crew almost died, but before that, they were just investigating the Rat Pack, these teenage delinquents that wear brown hoods. Um, Faye believed that she had cracked kind of the uh, the case about them, and uh, y'all went to uh, a construction project that the Rat Pack had targeted. Uh, and there you found that that construction project was being operated by mafia soldiers. Uh, there were bombs everywhere. Um, and in the chaos of you trying to, I don't know what your goal was, but you grabbed a kid and you were making it out of there. And then a crane crashed into the building. Uh, the crew was buried beneath various piles of rubble. Uh, Bill was clutch and saved Faye and Esther from the rubble and then the building exploded um and so we we pick it up back well actually where do we pick it up at do we pick it up right then and there at street level or like during a awkwardly silent trip back somewhere or have you gotten to where you're going what are y'all doing David, if we didn't hmm. get out in time, would you have killed our characters? Y'all would have taken a uh, a dead sick status <laughs> that y'all would have had to roll face danger against because I think that would have been appropriate. <laughs> and then you would have just killed us? Oh, uh, well. Yes. <laughs> I particularly don't want to start right there. At okay. Ground. At street level? Okay. Where do you want to start at? Where would we have taken the kid? I mean, he would have been coming with us wherever it is that we were going to go back to. Okay. Be it the apartment or Rin's office or whatever. Rin's office, the apartment, the bar. Uh, Y'all could even take him to... uh, Bill's place. 
Well, yeah. I don't know if y'all have ever been to Bill's place. Um, We've not been inside, at least. Yeah. It's the middle of the night, right? Yeah. It was very late at night. So a bar would probably not be the most appropriate place. Yeah, probably the apartment. Okay. So then we we pick it up at the apartment. And uh, where is everyone and what is the scene? Let's set it up. I feel like uh, maybe I would be just kind of standing back watching the kid like seeing you know are we trying to like staff him out of it is he snapped out of it but i don't think i'd be the one trying to do that i think that there are other people more equipped to calm and soothe and figure out like a child than i am in this apartment but i'm like on standby ready to help with that okay um i'm either on a couch or recliner with my leg propped up and i'm like giving somebody instructions on like because I know like I know what I need to do but I also know that I need to stay off of it for it to heal and so I'm like somebody bring me you know like these particular items maybe okay so you're you're telling somebody to bring you some things yeah like ice splint right gauze okay other medical terms that you want to just throw in randomly ibuprofen Benadryl <laughs> to the fed. Is um the kid still asleep? Uh yeah. Let's say he's he's still knocked out. Okay. Um Ren is sitting in the recliner with a warm cup of tea n- not saying a word. Has anybody said anything to Ren? I have not. Yeah, I picture I, I have no idea what happened. All I know is that the crane was crashed through and I had to come get y'all and then we got to the floor and Rin was there so like I am in the blue or is that what it's called I don't know you're in bewilderment <laughs> no I just don't I don't know what I don't know that you crashed the crane I don't think mm-hmm, mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. like do all that yeah right now it seems like Esther is the only one talking Faye's gonna um so I'll say like when they got back Faye like obviously cleaned the blood off of her face um, but didn't do any like big deal with it or whatever it's mainly just a lot of bruises um and like set up a bed for the kid on the floor with just like blankets and a couple pillows and things and is like laying him down and besides like esther talking it's just like this awkward silence so Faye gets him set up kind of in the corner um where like you would move from the living room into the kitchen He's kind of set up over there on the carpet, um, so out of the conversation, but still close enough that she can keep an eye on him. Mm. Um, and then she's going to come back in the room and sit down. So um, we're going to talk about what happened, or yeah, it was pretty wild back there. Some things happened. Uh huh. Like, I don't know what happened to the crane. It just, like, fell. So. The bottom line is it's over and we have to figure out our next step. And now we don't have to worry about witnesses with the mafia. Okay, Ren, you've talked enough. Faye keeps, like, opening her mouth and then, like, sitting back. And then she, like, leans forward again and then sits back. 
Faye, if you're just going to say something to me, just say it. You almost killed all of us, and you didn't do anything to help us get out of it. So, I mean, I'm happy that Esther's willing to move on from this, but um, I'm not, actually. Wait, you did that? Yes, I knocked the crane into the building to try to save everyone. Uh, and ended up making it worse. Is that is that an apology or a statement? I don't. That was an admittance of the facts. Seems to me like maybe uh, I'm no expert, but maybe you should apologize to some people that you buried in rubble. I don't. I, it's just I don't know. It's just what it seems like to me. I'm sorry. I wasn't flying on a cloud and avoiding the entire firefight. So how, how exactly did you end up on the ground while I was helping people get out of the rubble that you knocked on them? Uh, I escaped the crane after a grenade was threw, thrown at the crane by a mafia guy. So I escaped from getting my blow, my head blown off by a grenade. So, you know. All right. Well, let's uh, let's figure out what's wrong with this kid, because this conversation doesn't seem to be going anywhere. Okay, we'll we'll wait for a second, because Tessa's picking up all the squeaky toys, so Artie and Maggie will stop squeaking. <laughs> I was wondering, every once in a while, I just hear. <laughs> and I was just like, what is, is somebody sneezing? What is I was trying to do it quietly, but then I accidentally squeaked one. And then they all came. What's that? What's you squeaking? What you got? Squeaker, squeaker, squeaker. Okay, okay. So, Bill, what'd you what'd you say? Let's see what's wrong with this kid because this conversation doesn't seem to be going anywhere. So, no one at all is concerned about Ren's non-care for our well-being. I care for your well-being. So we're just going to, like, trust him with things and it's going to be fine? Where's all of this coming from? You just tried to kill us. It was not on purpose. I killed a ton of mafia people. People who are setting bombs on a building that are also trying to kill you. Those were kids, Ren. Who were setting bombs trying to kill you. They don't seem like they were all there, though. Whenever I was talking to the kid, he looked gone. It doesn't matter. They're just kids. Well, how am I supposed to know that? What do you mean, how are you supposed to know it? That's the whole thing of the Rat Pack. That's what we've been researching and investigating. Of course you know it. Yeah, but they want to join the Rat Pack. So maybe they want to set the bombs and destroy the Mafia. So maybe they want to set the bombs. You know, Ren, maybe you should join the Rat Pack. Are you calling me a kid? Sure, Ren. Maybe I'll take my fight crime abilities and building destroying abilities and being able to see the future. You don't see the future. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you even know who I am? Oh, it's fine. They have no idea that you have a new tag that lets you see the future, by the way. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> okay, but uh, hold on. Can we just take a time out for a second before we continue this 
interaction. Hmm. How 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 would we punish a teammate for being careless? Like, is that I don't know that we, have we ever had to do that before? I don't. No. You mean has Ren ever been careless before? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, you could. I mean, if you wanted to inflict a status on him, we would roll it out. But like. 30 lashes. 30 lashes. Maggie is sitting in judgment over here. (laughs) She looks like the Sphinx over here. Um, But I mean, I I don't don't know. It would would be, what do do y'all do? What's your reaction to this? My reaction is we don't have time to react to this. We have other pressing issues. Fine. So we're going to table it? Yes. I mean, Faye's not, but obviously the rest of us are. We, I mean, we can return to it later. Bill, don't rent. Oh. <laughs> we can, all right, I'll re- so we're concerned with re- my building, but we're not me destroying a building, but we don't care if Faye destroys a bar, you know, controls a giant monster, killing okay. a ton of mafia okay. men. Side note, Faye did not destroy the bar. Tessa destroyed the bar. <laughs> They're not one in the same. That's a very Tessa's, important difference. Tessa's brash words destroyed the bar. <laughs> Faye had nothing Faye. to do with it. We can't blame that on Faye. Faye's character took control of a giant monster and swiped across and brutally murdered mafia people. At least my way, they died quickly with a crane. Okay. All right. Well, but his, okay. I don't think no. you're understanding the concern. Is like, Faye seems to be upset because you did it, and it buried her, and almost got it killed, and it almost got Esther killed, and then it probably did kill children and mafia members. Okay, but then you just left because you were on the ground. So I, th- I think there's really there was no way for me to get into the building, but I understand your argument, Bill. Please let's move forward try to solve the issue we'll table it as you say and get back to it at a different point all right you see like after ren said the monster thing like faye ducked her head and got up and like went into the kitchen and was busying herself with stuff and you see like a couple tears come out she like wipes away uh, because it was such a traumatic experience for her and then she like pulls herself back together and is like okay um, what are we going to do with the kid? Is he still passed out? Yeah. He's still unconscious. Well, don't you have something to bring him to, Faye? Um, yeah. I could try. Um, I'll roll a change the game. Okay. Um, herbal infliction. Okay. Uh, herbal infliction. Go ahead. I got a nine. The first success you've rolled this whole session. <laughs> All right, so you get juice plus or juice equals power. Juice plus. Create a store tag. Burn a power tag. Store tag. Give or reduce a status. Um, I don't know if he like has a status card that you're tracking. Like, could I reduce his status of sleepiness? He he just has a uh, subdued status one. Okay. Uh, however, I, what what are you wanting to do? Are you wanting to? heal him or are you wanting to get information out of him right now like with this particular role yeah i want to just wake him up 
Okay. So are you wanting to remove his injured status, basically? Because he has a he has a subdued one status, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. So what what do you do? What do you mix together? What do you give him? Um, you don't have to be specific. Okay, thanks. So Faye like makes a concoction of um, tea with like the different plants in the area, um, and then adds like extra like two extra spoonfuls of sugar because it's a kid and she's like oh right he won't like the tea and so she like (laughs) pours a ton of sugar in it and mixes it and brings it over to him and i guess i mean she would have to kind of like get him awake enough and sit him up in order for him to like sip on it yeah yeah okay so you you kind of prop him up and feed this tea or concoction little bit by little uh into his mouth and slowly his eyes open and he looks around, his eyelids still droopy, and he looks at the, the four of you around him. Hey, friend. Um, what's your name? He continues to look around. He doesn't answer you, and he's... It's, it's weird. It's like you suddenly notice he's not looking at you four. He's like looking... And like twisting his head, almost like he's listening for something. Esther's gonna use her surface thoughts to see um, what she's wanting to see is if he's still hearing the music that she heard before, or if that's what he's listening for and he's not hearing mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. anymore. Okay, I'll say you don't even have to roll. You, okay. you reach out the ring illuminate to get to hear his surface thoughts and you do not hear the music it is a blank dull space in his mind it's like sometimes you get static from people sometimes you get chitter or chatter sometimes you get their actual thoughts but this guy is just blank there's nothing in his head i'm gonna look at him and say it's gone. And he, his eyes drift over to you. Gone? What's your name? He doesn't answer. You're in a safe place here. He, he just starts looking around the room, looking in the corners of the room, looking up at the roof, looking down on the carpet, just slowly getting more frantic. I want to use my Inspire Calm. Okay. What are you wanting to do? I'm just wanting to keep him from running. Because I feel like that's what's going to happen. Okay. Uh, so you want to roll a, a move? Yeah. I guess, would it be like a... Would it be a change the game? Mm, yeah, I would say so. Um, I'm going to use Inspire Calm. Mm-hmm. Maybe my voice of reason? Okay. Because I'm just still trying to talk him down and talk him out of the trance. Mm-hmm. Hey. Twelve. So you got a dynamite. Ugh. So on a dynamite change the game, you get a minimum of three juice, and you can spin one juice to do one of the following. Large-scale effect, permanent effect... Mist hidden effect. So you got three juice. What do you do with it? Um, 
I want to make it ongoing. Okay, so do you want to make it ongoing or do you want to make it permanent? I want to make it permanent. Okay, so you spend one juice to make it permanent. Uh-huh. You still got two more juice. What are you making permanent? Um, the fact that this particular place is a safe place. Okay. So are you wanting to give him a status? Of like a... a like safe place. Yeah, safe place. One. Yeah, I guess. And you still have one more juice, so you can step it up to make it a safe place. Two. And make it permanent. Yeah. Uh, okay. So you you say this safe place. You reach out with your, your ring. Uh, and the ring on your finger lights up those two jewels that are beset in the owl eyes. It is reflected in this kid's eyes. Uh, and as you link, like form a link with him, Esther, uh-huh. you suddenly are, your vision fades and you are warping through a tunnel. Like, not like a brick stone mortar tunnel, but just this tunnel of consciousness. And as you are warping through this tunnel, you hear that flute music return. And it's getting louder the further down into this tunnel you go. And then you reach this cacophony of music. And again, you hear it like echoing. And in your mind's eye, you can see all these tunnels branching off to different places. Uh, But there is this nexus of music trailing off to all these different places. And as you are connecting with this kid, actually all three of you see her connecting you see this light in her eyes and his eyes and the owl's eyes and simultaneously the kid and uh, Esther both say the name Alex and you hear this name from come out of both their mouths and then you are out and the kid you're okay you're okay and Faye's like rubbing his back where am I? Esther slides him the status card. Safe <laughs> place. <laughs> and he, he inhales. This is a safe place. This isn't my room, though. Do you know where your home is? Yes. 411 Sycamore Lane. Okay, um, do you remember when the last time you were there was? Um, last night. Oh? Oh, okay. Why did you leave? Uh, he, he like, shifts uncomfortably, and he looks at all of you, and but then he realizes that this is a safe place. My my mom hurts me sometimes. And I, I didn't want to. And some friends at school said something about the Rat Pack. And they were just kids that look out for each other. and And so I ran away. I'm sorry about your mom. Thanks. 
What's your name? Faye. Mine's Luke. Um, Luke, where... Is your father? <laughs> I don't know him actually being raised by my aunt and uncle. Yeah. I said mother earlier, but my <laughs> uncle Owen and Aunt Beru were raising me out in the desert. <laughs> we're just moisture farmers. I think but I'm I want to join sister, the empire. I'm not sure. <laughs> I have an inappropriate crush on my sister. <laughs> That's his sister? Oh <laughs> That's his sister? Okay, 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 okay. The hands. So what were, what were you saying, Tessa? Luke, where did you meet up with the Rat Pack? How did you find them? I... They they have meetings sometimes like in in in, in the lots and things uh, sometimes at the park uh, but you know they they wait there and they they'll take whoever wants to go with them and I wanted to go with them. Well, sure, that makes sense. Um, who did you ever meet like the leader of the Rat Pack I don't remember I remember going there and then I went uh, we went to uh, he's like motioning with his fingers uh, the, the circle thing in the road it was really heavy Oh, like um, like a hole in the road? Yeah, it was a big metal thing. We like picked it up and moved it, and then we went in, and it was the I guess it was the sewers. It stank really bad. I can't. I don't remember anything else. Luke, where do you want to go now? I don't know. I thought I would be safe at the Rat Pack. But now I can't even remember them. Well, why don't you get some sleep and um, we'll figure it out tomorrow. Yeah, I'm really tired. Then he lays down and almost immediately conks out. Faye looks with very wide eyes at the three of you. Looks like we're going to do some investigating underground. Perfect. My forte. What about um, that thing that you saw that had a kid on its back? I don't know what that was. It... What if he comes looking for him? And what if our GM decides to destroy your apartment wall too? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> well, he'd need uh, a whole brain like, to do stay that. Stay up in shifts. <laughs> Does anyone have to work tomorrow? It's the summer. Faye doesn't have work whoop, whoop. at all. That's right. Teachers don't work in the summer. No. Hashtag not true. <laughs> <laughs> she hates her job anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> Esther, that uh, that name is sticking in your brain that you and uh, Luke said in tandem. Did anyone else hear it? You all heard it. They both said it aloud at the same time. Okay. I didn't know if it was like a whisper aloud or... Who's Alex? The kid from the forest. What forest? 
Didn't you listen to the episode that we recorded <laughs> separately from each other? <laughs> I love breaking the fourth wall. Yeah, you do. <laughs> um, when Faye and I first met Muhammad, we found a kid, and his name was Alex. And he lived in a forest, I guess. What What happened to him? Did like he run away? Like what? Esther looks at Faye. Um, I, th- I think so. Um, we met him at his house, and it's kind of meeting him is what put me on the path of looking into the children's stories. But he talked about how he just remembered hearing music and that and his nose bled while he was talking about it and then suddenly he forgot everything and uh, we got we didn't get a good sense from the parents that that was the safest place for him to be alright so what does he have to do with how does this kid know him I mean I guess we don't know but can we assume he's in the rat pack sounds like we gotta go down Oh, are you talking about Alex? Mm -hmm. Sorry. Yeah. Should we, like, uh, get some sleep, or what do y'all want to do? Let's just go down in that manhole. Well... Right now? We're kind of beat up, aren't we? Yeah. We also need to figure out, though, where are we going to take this kid? Because I don't want to take him back to his mom if his mom abuses him. What about his aunt and uncle who live in a moisture farm? David's going to hate editing this episode. There's a lot to edit out. His dad also lives on a Death Star. Oh, <laughs> Zach. I mean, what if you took him to Mohammed and uh, your new boyfriend? <laughs> Y'all couldn't see it, but Tessa like shrank in on herself, which I assume Faye also did. Yes. Yeah, Faye turns bright red and like her shoulders go up and she like, um, yeah, I think that would be a really great idea. Um, cool. Let's do it now. No, it's the middle of the night, Ren. Oh, right. You guys don't have robot brains. You actually sleep. Ugh. Humans. All right, you need sleep, the too. Worst. Here. We I never establishes you something need sleep. at him. Okay. <laughs> so you settle in for the night. Uh, I assume are you all resting at Faye and Esther's apartment? Well, yes, but let it be known that Bill mentioned we should probably take shifts. Mm. Oh, okay. I didn't hear that. He he did mention yeah. that earlier, okay, so okay. I do think that that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Okay, totally. Uh, so All right, robot brain. It looks like you. But uh, we don't <laughs> let robot brain take a shift. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. I just need some like coffee or tea or something, and I can stay up for a shift. I can take the early morning shift because um, I am. I needed to do my hair. Esther gives her a look of disgust. <laughs> okay. Um, so who's taking the first watch? Uh, I, I said I would. I just okay. And who's doing coffee. the second watch? Esther. Esther. And I guess Bryn isn't taking a watch, so there's a third watch? 
Okay. So I would like I would like for this scene to be like the time lapse video where like we see y'all like moving really quickly and like during your shifts. Uh-huh. Uh so tell me like what what do we see you doing as the camera like uh speeds up uh the night uh, as like the the moon passes over and like light shifts and things like that and what are what are y'all doing in this speed up montage? Uh, drinking coffee, reading a book, getting up, getting more coffee sitting back down shifting because i'm uncomfortable standing up looking out of the window opening the door peeking my head out closing the door walking in circles sitting back down looking at my phone and then knocking for the next person next shift okay and then you wake up esther esther what are you doing on your shift um i'm gonna like peek over on the boy and just like make sure like his breathing is normal and that kind of stuff um I'm going to fix coffee in the kitchen. Um, I've dragged out my uh, laptop and I'm like doing some research and things like that. Um, Looking into uh, like if there's been other experiences with the like flute thing and that kind of thing like half kind of paying attention to that and half like keeping surveillance of the situation obviously um okay and then you wake up Faye Faye what are you doing in your sped up montage um check on the kid and then Faye's doing her hair and then she Faye doesn't really wear makeup um because you know she's all about like natural stuff but when she looks in the mirror like one eye is completely black at this point because the bruise has like fully formed Mm -hmm. and she's got like cuts on her forehead and um she just looks really banged up so she's like tracking down as much makeup as she can trying to like dab this foundation to cover up the bruises and the cuts um and like very nervously getting ready and then periodically like looking at the kid and making sure that he's still fine friends and welcome to the mid-roll section of episode 49 i'm your host david white i hope that you're having a good day and uh, we don't have a whole lot to go here in the show notes section which is great because i'm pretty sure i have a sinus infection you know not getting a lot of sleep because of a new baby and the sudden weather changes of texas uh that is a math problem that equals sinus infection apparently But anyways, I hope that you're having a good week. Uh, Before we get to our Patreon shout-out, I just want to say that I have tweaked a few things on Patreon uh, specifically for our $10 and up backers. Uh, If you had gone and looked at our Patreon before, first of all, thank you. Second of all, (coughs) sorry. Second of all, uh, I, I, I didn't like the $10 and the $20 level. I know the $10 level came with a poster and the $20 level came with a shirt, but then that was kind of it. There wasn't ever a recurring uh, gift besides the misconceptions after hours, which everybody above $5 has access to. Uh, and so I, 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 I kind of didn't like that. It kind of didn't feel fair. 
Um, so I wanted to do something to to give a recurring gift to those that decide to give to us at the ten dollar and twenty dollar level. And so what I decided to do, and you know, talking over with the crew, they like this idea too, is to send out holiday cards to our ten dollar and up patron supporters. Uh, this will be fun. Doesn't matter which holiday you celebrate, but we will uh, do our best to make some super cheesy holiday cards to send to you every holiday season. And uh, as an added cool thing, everybody above that $10 level per month, if you have given more than $100 since you started backing us, so you know if you added up all the money you've ever given us, and it goes above 100 along with that holiday card, we're going to send you a little physical gift. And this could be, right now I'm thinking, maybe some dice based off of your favorite character. Maybe a cool dice tray made by Zach and Tessa. They made these really awesome dice trays for us, the crew, at the table, and I love them. Uh, I'll never get to use mine because, you know, City of Mist, the GM, the MC, doesn't ever roll, but whatever. I use it for other games. Uh, but yeah, maybe some, some physical rewards to go along with your holiday card, uh, just to show you that we appreciate you, because we really do, and I wanted to to do a better job of showing my appreciation to the $10 and the $20 level. Of course, the $10 level will still get you a poster, and the Misconceptions After Hours, and a shout-out, and the $20 levels will get you all those things as well, plus... The t-shirt. And uh, anyways, we just, we upped that. So if you were interested in supporting us, we love our Patreon backers. Uh, I think I know all of them by name and by heart. Uh, they mean so much to us. They they make it possible for us to continue to record this show. You know, next month we are finally going to go to Austin to meet up with Jaime and record. We haven't been able to do that, you know, since Carrie was in her late pregnancy stage but we're finally going to be able to go see Jaime again to be all together and I mean that that's special and awesome but what you might not realize is like we wouldn't be able to do that without the gas money that our Patreon supplies us with and that means so much to us that people are able to do that so that we can go see Jaime and you know of course we record episodes and we keep the show going but it's also just cool to hang out and to be with friends. So, thank you to our Patreon supporters. I hope those of you that already are pledging at the $10 and up level, I, I hope that this will be a benefit to you, and a token of our appreciation. And for those of you that haven't supported this yet, uh, maybe this will tickle your fancy a little bit. Uh, and speaking of Patreon, we have one Patreon shout-out to give out today, and that goes out to Allison White, my sister. <gasps> wow, she's so cool. Uh, but you might have met Allison before. Well, not really met Allison. You might have heard Allison's voice. She was on the Pokemon side quest episodes and the Mario side quest episodes. Uh and she's she's lots of fun. She has a lot of personality, as I'm sure you could tell from those episodes. Uh, but Allison, thank you so much for supporting us and, and making it able to keep doing what we're doing. We don't have any iTunes shout-outs this week. If you want to support us in a non-monetary way, uh, I, I cannot stress enough how important iTunes reviews are and how important just sharing us on social media is. 
Um, those are two really big things that help us get out to people that don't know about us. So if you do that, that'd be awesome. Uh, all right, we're going to get back to this episode. It's a good one. You're about to have some awkward romantic encounters, but hey, I'm not going to spoil this for you. Let's just get back to the episode. Okay, and then the sun rises. Uh, do we want to cut to Lockley and Catan? Okay, so we cut to Lockley and Catan. Uh, y'all walk down the hallway to the, the end of this building, and you see the little uh, rickety door set in the apartment building with a frosted window with... Um, I can't remember if they had it written on there or if they had it written on cardboard, but either way, you see the, the Lockley and Catan... Um, Attorneys at law sign on their door. Okay. Faye answers. Wait for a little bit. You hear... <laughs> not Faye answers. <laughs> you hear these creaking footsteps. The door opens. And you see... Um, Woodard. Uh, and Woodard has on... Pajama bottoms. And nothing else. Oh. <laughs> and he opens the door and he sees Faye and his eyes just go wide oh ah he shuts the door real quick and you hear this movement inside the 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 room and then the door opens up and he has a shirt on or actually he just has a a hoodie on a green hoodie that's kind of like zipped up to like the mid chest very sexy and uh Woodard re-answers the door uh uh, Marion I mean uh Faye um what are what are you doing here? And he pauses. Blimey, what the bloody hell? And he like puts his hand out and he cups your cheek oh as he's gosh. looking in looking at your eye. What happened? Um, <laughs> she's so red right now. Oh my gosh, it's totally uh, nothing. Um, she like holds his hand on her face. Meanwhile, Esther is standing behind, just rolling her eyes. Um, I actually... We brought the kid with us, yes? Oh, yeah. Who's okay. holding the kid? He walks. <laughs> he walks. Oh, I guess so. Yeah, he could be walking. So, who <laughs> is... like a toddler. Who's with him? Is somebody holding his <laughs> hand? Is he just by himself? I would say, like, I kind of imagine the four of us grouped up, and he's just, like, standing. Okay. In the group. So, he's in the middle of you? Okay. Um... I actually is Muhammad here. I I need his help with something. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, I am. Oh, hey, what? It's on the matter. Yeah, we uh, 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 Faye. Oh, Faye! And you hear the big clomping footsteps of Muhammad as he runs around the corner, uh, wearing shorts and a white shirt. Oh. Well, if it isn't the city's defenders, come on, get in here. He picks us all up. <laughs> yeah, Put, fix you, puts you all in his massive arms and walks you inside. Um. Oh, uh, what, what, what seems to be the problem? Faye has not stopped looking at Woodard. He has not stopped looking at you, and is not responding. 
are you are you have you separated are you still is he still cupping your face are you did you walk in and he's like still looking at you from the door i'm picturing it that like when we all came in like they all kind of grouped up near muhammad and we like stepped back and she's just like staring up at him like oh <laughs> so we have this child <laughs> that we want you to have what Damn it, that's that's the wrong opener. There's a child after the building exploded. No, oh no, my that's gosh. the wrong okay. opener too. Esther reacts before it happens. <laughs> and cups her hand over his mouth. <laughs> cups her hand over his yeah. face. No, Esther Ren holds the hand. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's awful. A new romance afoot. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the encounter we had in the forest, Muhammad? Uh, yeah, how could I forget? I think that this child is connected. Mm. So, the Rat Pack. Yes. And uh, he he looks at Woodard standing over in the corner staring at Faye. He sees that Faye isn't paying attention to him. So... Okay, he nods his head. Uh, hi, kid, I'm Muhammad. What's your name? Uh, Luke. Nice to meet you, Luke. That's a good, strong handshake you got there. Uh, and then he's gonna, like, pull into the side, start asking him some questions. Uh, Faye, do you, uh, do you need a, an ice pack? Oh, well, I yeah. really think she's fine. I don't think we've ever met. Uh, he holds out his hand. Uh, Wooded Lockley. Esther Black. She doesn't hold out her hand. Esther. <laughs> don't worry. Uh, it's fine. Uh, Ren goes up and he says, <laughs> Oh, Ren, nice to meet you. And takes his hand and puts his Woodard's hand on his face. <sighs> that's, that's quite Your all right. Your hands are very soft. Th- thank you. You don't have to do that, though. He takes his hand back. <laughs> Now I see why you like it, Faye. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Faye glares at Ren and Woodard notices the change from Faye's like happy go lucky <laughs> to like the intense glare and anger directed towards Ren. Um <laughs> so uh what are what are we doing? What's happening right now? Muhammad's just talking to uh to Luke over there. Uh, you all look pretty banged up. What, uh, exactly did you get yourselves into last night? That's a great question. Well, we're in a fight club and we can't talk about it. I'm saying it's the first rule. I guess I can't talk about it. Oh, uh, all right then. All right, I'm going to, I'm going to pull a huddle. A team huddle. Okay, so you grab your teammates and draw them away from Woodard. And, and we, like, we like walk away. <laughs> Faye holds out her hand behind her as we're walking away to, like, touch fingertips and he, with he Woodard. he reaches out, and y'all just, like, barely miss. Ah! That's, that's fine. Uh, I'll, I'll just turn on the, the radio. Not so alone over here. And he just walks into the, the office area. 
Alright, Faye, so obviously you head over heels for this guy, but how much do we trust these people? How much are we supposed to divulge? Is it like Luna Lovegood levels of trust? <laughs> I mean, I trust Muhammad. I don't know. Wood? Woodard? Woodward? Wood? Woodard! Oh my gosh. I don't know his name. It's hard to sum up in this quick little huddle here, but me and Woodard go back a ways, and let's just say he would be on our side. What do you think, Esther and uh, Ren? I mean, I think he has really soft hands, so I completely trust him. Like I said, I trust Muhammad. I guess if Muhammad trusts him. And Faye absolutely hates me and trusts him, so I trust him. That didn't make any sense. <laughs> um, well, I guess if we trust Muhammad and Muhammad trusts this guy, then I, uh, I don't know. I guess we can trust him. I think they could be a really big help to us. They most likely have lots of connections. All right, let's uh, let's go spill the beans. We'll let you do it. You and your star-crossed lover can have some some more talk time. Okay. <laughs> we like we like we like all tiptoe back, still in a huddle. <laughs> Very Scooby-Doo-esque. Yeah, as you as you tiptoe back, Woodard has turned on the radio like in the office, uh, and he's just listened to it, and you hear a news report going on. The Prophecy Tower downtown. Those that have been in the area in recent weeks may have noticed a construction project going on at the tower's uppermost floors, an expansion of suites and offices for high-paying clientele. Late last night at around 2 a.m., the construction project exploded, sending debris raining down on the streets below. Only minor injuries have been reported from people that were in the area last night, but an investigation of the explosion area has revealed there were numerous casualties. Police have not released the identities of any of the victims, but they were able to tell us that those injured in the blasts were part of a skeleton crew of construction workers. The construction project was being fulfilled by Corallo Construction, a company formerly owned by current Mayor Corallo. We reached out to Mayor Corallo's office for a comment on the situation, and they officially offered their condolences to everyone affected by this explosion. Current investigations point towards a gas main leak, but with elections for the mayoral seat quickly approaching and the mayor's rating at an all-time low, this reporter has to wonder if this attack on the mayor's business was politically fueled, especially on the heels of accidents that seem to target the mayor, his staff, and his most vocal supporters. We will continue to report on this situation as it continues to unfold. And in related news, the mayoral election... Woodard's is back is turned to you as he's listening to this, and he he doesn't, like, turn as he's listening to it. Like, he doesn't hear y'all approach yet. Um, hey, Woodard. What? Oh. He turns around and turns down the radio. Uh, yes, uh, is your little powwow over? <laughs> Yeah, um, they were just clearing that you were cool, and I, I told him. I mean, I, I think. Anyways, yeah. Um. Yeah. So that news thing you were just listening to. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, that we were part of that last night and that's why I I look like this so you uh, you're taking on the the mafia then in a sense 
we're trying to figure out what's going on in the city and last night we were trying to track down the rat pack and we found that they were trying to blow up that construction site and we tried to make it out and we were only able to rescue Luke out there Hmm. I'm glad they got him Mohammed had told me about your little uh I mean he had told me about a excursion into the forest to find one of these children he's quite obsessed with finding them and saving them well I guess uh we're all fighting the same good fight yeah um do you can are you special in any way I mean I know um I uh, mean uh he rubs the back of his head um what what are you asking of me exactly are there any plants in his room yeah um she's gonna make like whatever plants are there like little small plants will like bloom and if there's like a tree it'll like grow bigger in the room Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then just stare at him he sees that oh um I suppose I can't do that uh he looks at the four of you uh Mohammed why don't you uh uh go show the kids some of those uh baseball cards you like so much Muhammad like looks back uh, what yes the baseball cards why don't you show them to him alright and he like takes him into another room okay then uh once a kid has left the room alright uh guess we're doing this he walks over to a window and he like unlatches it lifts it up and then he takes a few steps away and he looks at all of you alright and he like turns around and as he turns around he brings one fist and this spectral weapon appears in his hand and it's like this glowing bow and he slaps one hand against his fist and pulls it back and this energy arrow appears and he lets it go and the arrow arcs out of the window and then uh, Woodard like goes he swipes right with his two fingers and the arrow like changes direction all of a sudden and arcs out of you and then he unclenches his fist and that spectral bow disappears and he says I guess you could say I'm a little special that's so cool so you like shoot people with your arrows <laughs> I can do a lot more than just shoot people with my arrows my good friend so he has spectral abilities does he pass your test, Bill? Uh, that doesn't really say if he's trustworthy or not, but, but we've already decided to, to trust him. So, now that we're all trusting each other, um, what can M and I help you with? Tell us a secret you've never told anyone else. What? No, you tell me a secret that you've never told anyone else. I'm not just going to divulge that information. He can fly on clouds. We already <laughs> told you a secret that we haven't told anybody else. She told you we were involved in the events last night. Well, you think we're just talking about that on the street? Well, I would hope not. I just showed you how I can shoot arrows out of my freaking fingertips. That was really great. Thanks, Faye. I like the... 
he like motions at the the plants. It really uh really brightens up the place. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Uh, it it feels like uh like home. Yeah. And they stare at each other. <laughs> Esther throws up. Esther actually vomits. Um, Mohammed, you hear like a door creak open, and you see like Mohammed's shaved, bearded face poke out, or shaved head, bearded face, shaved, bearded. One one half is shaved, one half is not. His head is shaved, his beard is very full. Can we come out now? Yeah, yeah, uh, sure. And he like. Woodard closes the window and latches it back and redoes the blinds. So, Faye, me and your friend Luke are real good buddies. He's going to hold on to the Sammy Sosa card for me. Because, turns out, Little Squirt likes baseball. Yeah, it's real fun. Oh, that's great. Um, Luke, would you be comfortable hanging out with these guys while they find you a, a safe place to live? He looks at Woodard, and then he looks up at Muhammad, and Muhammad gives him this big grin. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think I could be safe here. Okay, well, um, thanks for helping us out last night. Yeah, um. Anyways, I think we have places to be, I guess. Yeah, Woodard, anytime you want to hold my smooth face. What I'll get in contact with you. Do you have a crush on my... Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm telling Deja. <laughs> <laughs> it's Deja. Thank you very much. I mean, like you care if you're crushing on this dude so hard. Anyways, we have to go explore some stuff. Faye, like, hangs back. Like... Bren walks out the door. Okay. <laughs> Esther walks out the door. Uh, Bill is just like standing there, like, uh, what do we, what's that? Oh, okay. <laughs> Bill walks out the door. <laughs> and so I guess you and Woodard are left standing, like, in this little, like, entryway to the office. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so Faye, like, grabs his hand yeah and is like um well it was really great to see you again and um yeah you he goes in for a kiss ah <laughs> okay she kisses him okay and we have this shot of you and woodard uh kiss each other and uh I, w I would like to like have some like foliage or something yeah. like in the shot I'd like for this to be like the final shot. So, like, what should it look like? Oh, okay. Um, okay. So, Water goes in for the kiss. Mm -hmm. Faye like smiles and gets on her tiptoes to kiss him back. Um, and the plants that she like already had kind of started to bloom, like bloom more, and like vines kind of come up around them, and all of these like pink and white and purple flowers like bloom off of it. And they step back, and she, like, smiles widely at him. End of episode. All right, friends, that is all for this week's episode of Misconceptions. Thank you for listening. I hope you will join us next time for our 50th episode. Episode 50 comes out on June 3rd. I hope that you will tune in to listen to that.
If you have social media, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter to get behind-the-scenes information, pictures, updates about the crew, and maybe the occasional live video. If you have Facebook and Twitter, why don't you go ahead and add us on those platforms. If you have an email, you can email us at misconceptionspod at gmail.com. This show is completely funded by the support of our generous patrons on Patreon. If you would like to join that group of backers, please click on the link below and go become a Patreon supporter. City of Mist is an RPG created by Son of Oak. You can find more of their products at sonofoak.com. The Misconceptions theme music was composed by Aaron Wharton, and you can find more of his music at aaronwharton.net. And that is it for me this week. I will see you back in two weeks on June 3rd. Uh, I hope that you all have a great week. Take some medicine. Don't get sick like me. And also, keep it nerdy, y'all.